0: You're listening to the Weekly Sermon Podcast from Ridgecrest Baptist Church in Springfield, Missouri. To connect with us or learn more, visit us online at ridgecrestbaptist.org. So let's take a look at Philippians 4.1. And if you will, please stand with me as we stand on the solid rock of God's Word. And what we're going to do with this one verse is yes, we're going to focus on one verse, but it really ties in a lot of what we've been talking about, and quite frankly, a lot about what we will be talking about in the weeks to come. And I want you to hear these words, these words that sound, uh, even though they're from Paul, they sound very maternal. There's, There's a lot of nurturing in these verses. And also, there's some serious strength. So let's hear it. Therefore, my brothers, notice what he says here, whom I love and long for, my joy and crowned, he says, stand firm thus in the Lord, my beloved. Let's pray. Lord, this one little verse is packed with love and kindness. And we pray, Lord Jesus, that you will help us unpack it for our hearts today because the work of of a mother is very similar to the work of a disciple maker we see much in common here and we pray God that all of us today will stand more firm in our faith and serve you with all of our heart strength mind and soul and we pray this in Jesus name amen you may be seated well mom let me ask you a question question is this, do you want to be feared or loved? (laughs) This question was asked of a certain TV sitcom regional manager several years ago, Michael Scott. He was asked if if he would want to be feared or loved, and here's what he said. He said, it's easy. He says, I want people to be afraid of how much they love me. Let me say that again, moms. I want people to be afraid of how much they love me. And as I was thinking about that quote, I I thought that's probably a goal that every mother should strive for. And when I think about moms, when they are in their zone, when they're doing their work, I'm telling you, there's a lot of love and there should be a lot of fear, right? Right? Now when we look at this text, I think we see language that that strikes that balance between fear and love. Notice that strong language of stand firm. We can all hear our moms and our grandmas holding the line and sometimes a switch in their hand. There's also deeply emotional language here. I love and long for. He speaks of my beloved. These are words of love. And I can tell you, when I was growing up, there were times when I was afraid of how much my mom loved me. And I think I deserved uh, most of that fear I had was coming to me, let me tell you. But when I think about Jesus and the love he has for me, I, I think it's so similar. We approach Jesus and we know he loves us. The cross is proof of that. But also, the pain of the cross reminds us that love is not cheap, it has a high price. We're always trying to find this balance with Jesus, I think, where we want to love him and fear him. And it's okay to do both. And I think this passage will help us to do that. This is a maternal-sounding verse, but it also has so much to teach us about just our walk with Jesus. What it looks like to stand for him and to be a disciple of Christ in the verses to follow, in verses 2 and 3, which we'll cover next week, it's kind of funny, uh, Paul does sound like a mother in those two verses because uh, Euodia and Syntyche, these two ladies are fighting. And, you know, it's kind of like Paul's like a mom, when he, if you look at that verse, he's like getting on to them like a mom is getting on to their children for not getting along. So this whole passage has this disciple-making kind of feel, and it has this Beautiful maternal feel as well. And, you know, we're going to see Paul acting like a mama bear here with the misbehaving children. Uh, Nobody in a Baptist church would understand that, right? But anyway, we're going to see that in the weeks to come. Notice the personal nature of this passage. My brothers. And by the way, that can, be, that can also be translated my brothers and sisters. My brothers and sisters whom I long for. Notice he speaks of my beloved. There's this personal pronoun here because this is personal. This is a man who, who loves his followers his 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 church those who are following christ with him but also notice that paul never gets too far away from his belief that jesus is coming again if you go down in verse five there you see that the lord is at hand so he loves his people but he's also reminding them that jesus is coming so we're always living in this tension we know that jesus loves us but we also know that that jesus is coming and he's bringing judgment with him So here, the Philippian Christians are in this place where they can experience the grace and peace of Jesus Christ. But he also wants them to know that times are going to be tough. In chapter 3, we talked about the enemies of the cross. And we talked about those whose God is their belly. So there are challenges that we face in this world as Christians. Today, we're seeing challenges all around Some things have happened politically this week and all of a sudden we're going to start seeing that pushback again uh, in Washington, D.C. And we know that, that we're going to have to stand firm on biblical truth. We're going to have to realize that some people are going to be very ugly when we do. We love Jesus and we stand firm on his word and we don't apologize for that. But in this passage, what we see here is we see Paul as something like a drill sergeant. He is like a good mom. He is telling these Philippian Christians what they're going to have to do they have to stand firm and let me say this to stand firm today and this is just a general idea we can't fight the devil if we're fighting each other. You know, and in verses 2 and 3, you see that the church at Philippi, as good as it was, it had some people in it that were fighting. And so we have to make sure that we are together in the gospel, that we may stand firm together. Church, we are so much stronger when we stand together. Every good mom wants that family to stand together as a unified front. And Paul, as a great disciple maker, wants his church to be unified and moving forward. We have to stand firm. And so that's what we're going to talk about here today. I'm going to give you four very quick uh, pictures of what it looks like to stand firm. And let me say again, this works great for moms. This is great advice for moms, but it's also tremendous advice for all of us as we are making disciples in the name of Jesus, all right? So let's look first at this idea. To stand firm, we must love well. It's good to speak of love on Mother's Day. I I do believe, and I'm not saying this just because it's Mother's Day. I honestly believe it. There's just something special about a mother's love. It's on another level. No doubt about it. God has blessed the female heart with the ability to love well. To love even more than dads. And dads, that's why... On Father's Day, um, wh- whoever's preaching on that day, we're just going to come after you, okay? I mean, it's just the way it is. I mean, Mother's Day, we're, you know, like every Mother's Day when I get up, I'm serious, I'm like, oh, I am going to be in so much trouble one way or the other uh, because there's no way to do justice uh, to, to to moms. But with dads, I guess since I am one, I'm just like, it's on, you know? Let's, you know, ding, ding, let's get in the ring, guys. And, you know, that's how it is. But here, I'm a little bit more afraid of you ladies anyway (laughs) my mom was a very strong woman and and she had three sisters and I'm gonna tell you I I don't know how I survived my childhood but nonetheless here I am and I have a healthy fear so mom you did well um the church is called to stand up, and we, we need the love of God. We need the love that comes from one another because remember, we have to stand up against the dogs, chapter 3, verse 2, the enemies of the cross of Christ, chapter 3, verse 18. We need to watch out for those who have their eyes set on earthly things, chapter 3, verse 19. We have enemies in this world. And so again, thinking about standing firm, we need to realize that this command is there because there are problems in the world and we need to be ready to stand against them. And we need to come together. In fact, love is the way that we are able to come together. This morning in some of my reading, I ran across this. This is just something that reminds me that that no matter what we're facing today, um, God has something great for us. The quote is this, the church is a group of people on their way to better things we are a group of people on our way to better things the love you've known you can love better in the days to come the joy you've known in this world guess what we've got a better joy coming in heaven because of jesus Isn't that encouraging? Whatever we know now, there's something better awaiting us. I love our faith for that reason. It is not just celebrating the past, though we have much history to celebrate in terms of what Christ has done for us. And here we are today, and we are joyful in the present for the blessings we have. But isn't it good to know that the best is yet to come? That's what Paul is telling us. You know, the church has failed the most uh, when we have resorted to violence and to ugliness. The world doesn't need more violence and ugliness. The world needs you and me filled with the love of Jesus. We need to have a mother's love in this old world because so many people are hurting. Again, notice the phrase, my brothers, my brothers and sisters. This is a beautiful phrase where we are reminded that we are family in the, children of, uh, in the church of God. We are family together. We are children, one uh, with another. It's a beautiful picture and a reminder. And I want you to look in the text here, that word love and be loved. Do you see that in verse 1? Uh, love, there at the beginning of the verse, and the last word of the verse in the ESV is beloved. Really, that's the same root word, and you'll recognize it. It's that word Agape. Paul is speaking here of one of the deepest forms of love in the Greek language. It's the kind of love attributed to Christ himself in John 3, 16, and God himself. For God so loved the world, that's agape love. So when Paul is talking about the love that he has in the church that he wants to share and that he wants others to share with him. He's not talking about a come and go kind of love. He's not talking about a, a, a deflective or, or, you know, just a tangential kind of love. He's talking about the deepest form of love known to man. It is intense love, the love of a family. And so, my brothers and sisters, moms, and all of us here together today, let us remember that to stand firm, we have to love one another well. We are of the same blood because we are all saved by the blood of Jesus. Blood uh, blood is thicker than water, they say, right? And we are all covered in the blood of the Lamb. And we are joined together in this thing called baptism. We, we understand that we are together. And we must love one another during this crooked and twisted generation. Chapter 2, verse 15. We must love well. There are so many places where we can trip up and fall. But if we will love well, we will do well. But loving well is not easy in this world. And so our second point is this. To stand firm, we must learn patience. Um, I I think my mom must have prayed for patience because then I was born. Um, Patience is a big part of being a mom, Um, I, I know that that's the case. I know that I've been the cause of some stress in my life and in my mother's life. And I would say, if you were honest, so would you. But let's talk about what this word long for means. This phrase long for or longing for. It's very interesting because in... Um, in the language of the Bible, and even in our language, to long for, some people would even say maybe to lust for, and there's a big difference between lusting and longing for, okay? It's pretty obvious. uh, To lust for something is to want something that's unacceptable and inappropriate. And that's always wrong, and that's idolatrous. But do you think that God wants us to long for certain things? Absolutely. He wants us to long for love, which we've all already talked about. But this particular word in the Greek um, means to long for something desired. Um, Look at Philippians 1.8, for example. For God is my witness, how I yearn for you all with the affection of Christ Jesus. That word yearn and long for, that's the same word. You see, if we are going to help people if we're going to make a difference in people's life we need to long for good things it is possible to long for to yearn for to desire something and remain holy this is really what this word is talking about in fact i would say this word is about discipline now on mother's day if i start talking about discipline uh oh maybe some of us have some memories there but i'm not talking about that kind of discipline I'm talking about the, the, the discipline to just keep going after something, to not give up. This word in the Greek, that's what it's speaking of. It means to, to be disciplined, to continue forward no matter what. I am convinced that for us as humans, but specifically as Christians, we don't need the, the, the brightest people, the smartest people. We need the most disciplined people. People who are going to say, I trust Christ, I follow Christ, I'm going to stand firm no matter what comes my way. I'm going to long for Jesus and I'm not going to let anything pull me away from him. That's what Paul's talking about here. A steadfast longing, patient, or patient longing that knows where the boundaries are and is disciplined enough not to cross those boundaries. Well, I tell you what, that's one of the things moms do well is lay down the boundaries. You know, if you cross this line, you're in trouble, right? And, you know, if you were like me, you were always coming up to the line and just to see, you know, just just to see what would happen. I saw what happened and I won't tell you about it, but you can guess. Longing for standing firm. The concept here is to be patient while others are panicking. Let me just mention this to you. As we think about standing firm today, we know that the culture is constantly moving in a direction contrary to the word of God. That's what cultures do. Cultures are human expressions, right? They, they're the way we try to make sense of our world, and they're, they're very human in orientation. Those expressions are always pulling us away from the gospel and away from what's true. And what we need to do, church, is remember this. If we long for the right things, we will be patient and we will stand firm even when others are cutting and running. We will be strong. We will be patient. We can't fix everything. But if we're disciplined, if we stand for biblical truth, I believe that God is going to do a great work. The third thing we see in terms of standing firm, we must dwell on joy. And let me just say this. Joy is a choice. Let me, let me put it to you uh, again. Let me say it again. Joy is a choice. There will always be reasons, there will always be instances, occurrences in your life that give you the ability to say, you know, I'm just going to have a bad day today. I'm going to focus on the negative. You can do that. That's a choice. But joy is a choice as well. And if we don't actively seek joy, if we don't look hard for it, we won't just miss joy, we will find joy misery. And I think many of us are misery. Okay, there are circumstances that are causing you to be sad, but much of our misery is because we've we've not focused on joy. You know, today on Mother's Day, this is a great day to be thankful for those wonderful women in our lives many of us it it is a mom or a grandma but for others it's an aunt i remember one sweet lady that uh, was in a church of mine from years ago and um, she didn't have a good relationship with her mother but because of her relationship with her aunt she came to know the lord and god used this lady in my life and many other people's lives because an aunt stepped in and loved well Many of us in the church can remember a Sunday school teacher or two uh, that cared for us and, and showed us the way of Christ. There are many reasons for you today to have joy, and I think the scripture is telling us to dwell on it. Stand firm sounds like you're in a battle, and when we're in a battle, it's hard to smile, but just realize this, we stand firm in the joy of the Lord let me remind you what I said a moment ago. We have a hopeful expectation. We're going to a better place. We're standing firm with Jesus, knowing that we have victory in his name. We stand firm knowing that there's victory, that there's a place called heaven. As Paul was about to write about these two ladies that were causing a fuss in Philippi, he also remembered the joy of serving by them side by side. He noticed this verse 3. Yes, I ask you also, true companion, help these women who have labored side by side with me. Even in a situation that was tense, where there were people fighting, he said, remember what God has done. Remember how we've served the Lord together. Here's the thing. If you will focus just for a few moments, I'm here to tell you, God will help you find some joy to get your eyes on, to get your heart encouraged. We can't allow the difficulties of this world We cannot allow the troubles that surround us to get us down. Don't dwell on the trouble. Choose the good memories. The recalling of how God has worked through others in the past can get us past the troubles we are experiencing in the present. Paul connects that word joy with the word crown, which we're going to talk about here in just a moment. But uh, this language is, is eschatological. It's interesting to me that word crown is another one of those reminders in the verse that that the things we're doing in this world don't just stay in this world. That God is using you, your life, not, not just in your home as a mom, ladies, but all of us as disciple makers, we are making a difference not just in this world, but for eternity. Your love your joy your patience not only makes this world a better place but it helps others find christ and helps them find eternal life in his name i love that paul connects joy with the idea of a crown and so don't let the troubles of today cloud the vision of your eternal hope there are clouds that surround us almost every day but that doesn't mean we have to give in to them doesn't mean that we have to be down. Another point is this to stand firm, take pride in the progress of others. Listen to this when we are making disciples, when we're raising children, when we're doing all these things, it's okay to take pride in their growth and accomplishments. Well, you know, not only is it Mother's Day, but, but many of, of you moms are going through the graduation thing, moms and dads, so we are at our house. And it's okay every once in a while to stop and congratulate someone. There's nothing wrong with seeing the spiritual progress of others, but also to see it as a personal crown. It's okay to to stop for a moment and thank the Lord for giving you the opportunity to be a part of someone's life. Now for a mom, I can think a few things that make a mom more proud, more satisfied than seeing their children grow up, mature, be successful, and be good. How zealous are you to see others grow in grace? As we stand firm, we need to to celebrate what God is doing around us, not just in our homes, but in our church. We need to see people practicing whatever is, verse 8 and 9 of chapter 4, is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable. These are good things. The race of life is long and hard We have to stop and celebrate the victories we have from time to time. Paul again says, you're my joy and my crown. He's saying how good it is, Church of Philippi, to to know that I've had a part in your progress. And I'm celebrating that. That's a a crown of glory even for me. Paul says something similar in 1 Thessalonians 2, 19 and 20. Listen to this. For what is our hope or joy or crown of boasting before our Lord Jesus at his coming? Is it not you? For you are our glory and joy. Same language. Paul looks at other Christians and says, When I think about you, my heart is filled with joy standing firm is 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 looking around like open your eyes if you've been teaching sunday school if you've been a part of a ministry open your eyes and look and see what your efforts and energies have provided so often when we serve the lord we we do so and it seems like nobody's watching but i want you to know the lord is always watching Moms, all those hours you spent reading the Bible to your children, praying with your children, Sunday school teachers, all that time you've spent preparing for a lesson, God has seen it. He is appreciative of it, and you've made a difference. There are people in this room that you've impacted, and that's something for you to hold on to, something that I hope will help you stand firm. Paul understood that Jesus wore a crown of thorns so we could wear a crown of victory. Jesus wore the crown of thorns. He suffered, bled, and died. And he did that so that we could have victory in his name. Strength and love, these are virtues that a mom knows best. These are are virtues that today we need to celebrate. In this one verse, Paul is telling us much about who we are. And he's telling us not just as moms, but as disciple-makers the role of mom and disciple maker are the same in these four ways. We must love well. We must learn patience. We must dwell on joy and take pride in the progress of others. That's what God is calling us to do. That's what it means to stand firm. I know it's not easy. I know the challenges are great. Today, I think about what moms are having to Uh, deal with on a day-to-day basis as we raise our children no matter where you send them to school if it's a, a public school a private school home school the challenges are so great the enemy is attacking but do you hear paul he's saying stand firm and he's giving you the most basic instructions the most simple truths because we need simple and strong right now in this day and age We need to know that God is with us, that he loves us and is strong. And I say stand firm to moms and I say that to all of you gathered here today. Let's stand firm together. Because God wants to do a great work in this world. He wants us to experience his power and glory. I am asking God to pour out his spirit on this place. We need to see God in fresh ways we need to know his power the church at philippi goes two thousand years back they had troubles too just because a church has had troubles in its past doesn't mean that god is done with them no mom is ever going to give up on their children and i want to tell you god has not given up on any of the churches that he has here in this world he is waiting for us to be baptized in the spirit to be filled with the spirit whatever that means i need it i want it i want you to have it too That God will do something glorious in this place. And so, stand firm, each of you, all of us. And trust that the Lord has a great plan. And moms, hold the line. Be strong. And we thank you for your love. We thank you for all that you've given. We thank you for how you've made this church a stronger church. And we can't wait to see what God is going to do next. Let's pray. Thanks for listening. For additional resources, to learn more about us, or get connected, visit ridgecrestbaptist.org.